Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have LaQuinn Thompson. Hey there, LaQuinn. How's it going? Going great. How are you? Well, it's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? Uh, it's a pr- it's pretty hot one in uh, Pennsylvania. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm doing it. Hey, I, I did nine years in Ohio, so I understand. You got the, the oh, humidity yeah. up there. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a little different for me. <laughs> All right. So, LaQuinn, let's just get right into it. Why don't you begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, my name is LaQuinn Thompson again, uh, born and raised in York, Pennsylvania. Uh, I have a passion for gaming and just content creation in general. Um, I am the founder of the Beast Initiative Push uh, esports and gaming program I do for the kids in my community. Uh, our mission is we just want to bring community together through gaming. Um, we've been pushing this for a while. Uh, I would say a good two years now. Um, but my, our, our, my main goal with this is I just want to see unity with our community and um, being able to provide gaming uh, to different areas of our city has really shown um, some positive things. You know, I, I'm starting to see uh, some community building and um, different people around our area come together. It's, it's a beautiful sight. But that's why I'm passionate about what I do and um, yeah, that's, that's just, that's basically who I am. I'm just a person that wants to give back and serve our community as much as possible. Well, that's wonderful. You know, I, I really believe once we start breaking down those stereotypes around gaming, yes. all of the positives really start to come out. I agree. hundred percent agree. Okay. So LaQuinn, I start this podcast with a single question. I ask every single one of my guests. I'm going to ask you as well okay. on a scale of one to 10, 10 being high. How weird are you? Oh man, uh, I consider myself a good nine or a ten. Um, Why is that? It's, <laughs> I embrace being that that oddball. You know, no matter what, I've been like this since I was a kid. I, I was always called, considered the hyper child when I was a kid uh, in school. I was the one climbing up monkey bars and flipping upside down for no apparent reason. So uh, it was something that I, I always embraced. And as I grow up, uh, as I you know, I grew up from um, just being the youngest kid of the family. I wanted to be a person that kind of stood out, you know, I didn't want to kind of fit into the norm of whatever everybody was doing their own thing. So I wanted to kind of be different, you know, why not be embrace being different and embrace standing out and being that oddball. So, um, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. You know? Fantastic. I'm right there with you. Uh, my mother had a nickname for me. I was the showboat. Okay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. So this is the gamerpreneur. So I need your gaming cred, even though like it's just all there. <laughs> when did you first start playing games? <laughs> when I was, oh man, I want to say when I was five. Um, my sister, my oldest sister had a, a PlayStation, the first PlayStation that came out. And I still remember the first game she had us play. It was um, Pizza Hut at the time gave out little <laughs> PlayStation demo games. Um, and Tomb Raider was on there and Tony Hawk Pro Skater was on there. And I fell in love with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um, you were good at it from that generation. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't good at it. I just kept falling everywhere, but it was just, uh, the music was pretty entertaining and, um, just experiencing that, that connection with me and my older sister playing video games. And, uh, I just learned a lot from it. Um, you, you heard the remaking it, right? I, yes. I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. No I have put so many that. hours into that game. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. I can only imagine the graphics now. <laughs> All right. So you started out that way. Like, how did it progress as you grew? Uh, it progressed after my sister saw, you know, well, my whole family saw that I was so into, uh, into uh, the PlayStation. And I, I, 
I used to sneak her PlayStation out of her room to my room. And she caught me a few times. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I got to get my own thing. My uh, my great aunt gave me a, uh, a Nintendo 64, which I, I still have to this day. And it was probably like the best invention I've ever in, in my life. Uh, I had that. Uh, progressed with place, uh, Pokemon Stadium 2. Uh, we had Buck Bumble when that was a big game. On uh, uh, I love Buck Bumble. Oh, the the that rap the, at the beginning. <laughs> I know, right? It was like a classic. It was such a classic, you know. Uh, we had uh, so many uh, games with that, and then um, on my ninth birthday, uh, my godmother gave me a yellow place. No, I'm sorry, a yellow Game Boy. It was the, my very first Game Boy, and the game that came with it was the Pokemon Yellow Edition, the Pokemon, the Pikachu Edition. That was probably where I first fell in love with Pokemon, and it never went away. So, <laughs> but um, I, I got from there, and then uh, I went straight to the PlayStation Two, and I just kept growing. I just started to realize that this is something I'm very, I, I love. You know, I got to the point where I got when we used to have family functions. Like we used to all go to my grandma's house. She used to, you know, cook out all this great stuff. I was the oddball. I was the weird one. That would pack my PlayStation 2, all the games that I had, and take it with me to my grandma's house to make sure it was connected with know, my cousins. We plug it up to our giant TV, that little box TV that she had. And we used to sit in front of there eating food and playing games the entire time. So, you know, it was that was my part of how I could, I could bring my little cousins together, my older cousins together. And we just had a, a, a ball. We had a blast with that. I love it. So, all right. Yeah. So, LaQuinn, what do you play today? Oh man, I'm a I'm a big uh, fan of FPS games, first-person shooters. So uh, Call of Duty has been a huge one for me. Um, Warzone, on the other hand, I'm not a good I'm not I'm not good at battle royales. I try my best, I really do, but it's just not it's not my thing. Um, I also I've been playing Rogue Company. Uh, so far, that has been the go-to game uh, on my streams lately, and I, I I'm loving it. That's probably the game I'm going to have to stick to for a long time. Very nice. All right. One last gaming question for you, LeQuinn. Sure. You got to choose one game. Oh, what man. is it? What's your favorite? Oh, man. I, oh, I'm torn. Uh, I ha- Honestly, if I had to choose, I'll have to go. It's a different perspective, but it's The Sims. I can play The Sims forever. Sims 1? Of course. It has to be the first one. Okay. I missed the first, but I don't know. The, the class too, they improved like everything about it. Like it had all yeah. those great expansions. Very true. Very true. I don't know. It's something about that classic, uh, the first Sims on the, on the PC, man. It was just, I don't know. It's, oh, it was I, a classic. It was just I awesome. remember I, I even yeah. had the, uh, the hot date uh, expansion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> All right, so let's get over to the preneur part. Um, I want to know more about your um, what you got going on with the beast. But before that, what's your professional background? What do you do, like IRL? Um, IRL. My my biggest thing is community outreach. Um, I'm a big person with community. Just trying to bring people together. Um, I'm a big person of putting together events for the community. Um, anything that can bring people together and have them engage in some way, shape, or form in a positive outlet and give people a peace of mind. That's what I do. That's what, I, what I'm driven, driven about, and that's what I'm passionate about. Man, how'd you um, get there? Like, what, what brought you to this place? When I was 14 years old, uh, my, my goal at the time was to become a youth center director. Uh, I started out going to a, a, um, a youth program since I was 
in first grade and I never wanted to, to, to leave. You know, I didn't want to leave. I aged out of the summer camp program when I was uh, 13 years old. Yeah, 13 years old. Um, 14 years came around. I'm like, look, I, I, I want to do what can I do to give back? What can I do to say, hey, I still want to be here. They hired me on as a summer camp counselor and I stayed until I graduated high school. Um, and just learning from the counselors there, the director there, um, the experiences that I was able to, to, to help our youth in our city um, embrace being those oddballs and embrace being uh, unique, um, it paid off. You know, it, 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 driven, it, it pulled me into the, the field of human services and say, hey, I want to continue giving back in the community. I, I can see the uh, positive impact that I've been able to do to give into the, you know, other people's lives. And why stop here when I'm like a, a young you know, teenager where well, I can still do this as a career? So I went to college um, and after college was over, I was able to come back and I got a job as a youth center director. And it's been, it's been life changing. You know, I've been able to um, introduce g gaming and esports to our kids in our community that um, typically feels like they're the last ones to find out about this kind of stuff. Cause it, it felt like that when I got home, I was like, you guys ever hear of esports? They're like, what? I'm like, Oh, we got work to do. <laughs> we have work to do. So, um, but they didn't under, they I never put two and two together. You know, they had a lot of kids around our area are very competitive in, in gaming, especially NBA 2K, Madden, you know, Call of Duty in general, they're very competitive gamers, but they never put like, they didn't know that this can be a professional thing or the realm of esports is as big as it is right now. Um, so I had to, come up with a creative idea to introduce them that esports is more than just competitive gaming. There's also the background, like the um, behind the scenes work of stuff. Uh, what about, you know, shoutcasting or uh, coaching or video production or, you know, there's all that stuff in the background that a lot of people don't know or just don't really understand about. Um, so I, I kind of had to paint a picture to them that you guys love sports. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You guys see, you know, Shaq retired and he became on ESPN, you know, you know, sports center, whatever. He's doing his thing. And like, that's the same thing with esports. You know, people that have the passion of gaming who aren't good to compete or they are, they did their time and they still want to be around that, that area. You can still be a piece of that puzzle of the, you know, the ever expanding esports world. So with our program, we have been able to kind of bring that giant world of esports into a very, very small located area to say, hey, let's try this out. So we do a um, little mock, uh, mock gaming sessions. We'll do like a, a mock streaming session. Uh, we'll put Call of Duty on and let the bots play each other and let the kids um, do shout casting to see if they're, you know, if they can do it and kind of coach them along the way and, and, you know, just embrace their natural talents that they already have and encourage them to keep pushing. And this is something that they're really interested in. Let's get them you know, introduced to that and let them flourish. Um, with our program, we've been able to connect with uh, a few other uh, esports organizations out there. Um, we uh, we we got a chance to um, take our youth up to Harrisburg University. Uh, if you ever heard of Harrisburg University, they have the very first, I want to say, Supeat now, the Overwatch collegiate level um, team won their championship, uh, the ESPN championship for that. So. Uh, we were able to go up there and check out their chanting facility, got a chance to talk to the coaches, the players, and just having them be able to see the next step of esports in the collegiate level and how big this really is, you know. 
Um, and it's just, it's just amazing work. It's amazing opportunities for the kids to see this stuff um, for, their, for themselves and not just hear about it. If they can actually witness this and witness the greatness in front of them and say, hey, I want to be a part of that, that world, that lifestyle, and they can start working on it now early on, just like I did when I was 14 years old and I knew I had a passion to be becoming a youth center director or something with the community. I started early and started planning ideas and um, different events I wanted, to do, I wanted to see later on in the future. I'm now able to see that all come to fruition. So I want to be able to encourage the next generation to say, hey, you're not that young. You're not too young to start dreaming for your future, you know? So true. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a great ride. It's been a really great ride. Um, for the last two years, we have put on Fortnite uh, tournaments. We have had um, <laughs> Mario Kart tournaments, which is pretty interesting. Um, we have hosted different community game nights. We had a community game night with a wing night together. Biggest event that we ever had. Uh, but just seen keep the controller safe. Oh man, I was surprised about that too. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know the kids—they respect the property. You know, they respect the, the space, and um, they understood that. Hey, I got eliminated in Fortnite. I got to get the controller up. I got—I got to do it. I got to do it. So. It was a really good spot, you know. It was, you know, it just shows that gaming in general can really bring people together. And no matter what walk of life they're coming from, no matter where they're, they're you know, what their mindsets are, you know, the belief systems, gaming is a piece, is a, a, a huge piece that brings everyone together. And it's a beautiful sight to see it. Absolutely. Okay. So, Laquinn, it's actually very rare for me to find someone who essentially has a lifelong passion like you do. Very few people know at age 14 what they want to do. I was one of them. I wanted to be an attorney. I turned into an attorney, right? Nice. Um, but you, you've managed to achieve your, your dream here. What is the most surprising thing about what you do now that you didn't think you, you were expecting back then? Um, how quickly it happened. Um, I like just watching and just talking to people that have, you know, had to wait years and years to get to where they are. Um, it, it, blew, it, it blows my mind. I'm only 26 years old and I was able to get my dream job right out of college when I was, oh crap, I gotta do math now. Um, <laughs> is it 20, 20, man, 22, I think it was. Yeah, 22, 23. Um, so it, it was it's right out of college. As soon as I graduated, that dream job was right there waiting for me. and. Um, being able to say, Hey, all right. So now that I'm here in this situation, when do I, like, how do I put this into motion? You know, I planned for this for so long. When do I like actually put it in to bring, bring to real life? Cause I wasn't, I, I thought I had, I thought I needed more time. I was so nervous to, to put everything right away. Like, all right, just throw it out there. The opportunity is here. I thought I needed more time. I need, I think I needed more confidence in myself and more time to put myself or my, my ideas out in the limelight. Um, but yeah, it's, I think that was the biggest shock for me. Okay, wonderful. It just came way too fast. <laughs> Part of my goal on this show is to show my audience, you know, there's all these different potential, you know, job opportunities, different career paths they could take. Say someone wants to get into working with a, um, a, a youth center or to working in community. Um, how do they get started? Like, wh what's the first step? And then where do they go from there? Um, to be honest with you, um, I actually had this question asked me not too long ago. If you have a passion to 
to inspire youth, to motivate youth, and to empower them, uh, and you want to be part of a youth center, the first thing I'd, I'd say is if you can find a, a one that's already established, like the YMCA or um, just different, you know, other uh, things out there, if you can go in there and just say, hey, I want to volunteer, start the volunteering, make sure you have your clearances, of course, but if you have that passion to to see, to plant a seed in, in like, uh, uh, um, I would say to inspire youth to be the best that they can be, if you have that passion, volunteer first. Commit that time to volunteer. If you still want to do it after those uh, volunteering hours, then that's why you, that's when you know this is what you need to be doing. Um, I've invited so many volunteers to my uh, to my youth center and the kids that we work with. You know, they come from some some uh, difficult backgrounds. You know, it's it's challenging backgrounds and. Their lives are not easy. You know, they're all, you know, they're going through a lot of different things. So they come with a lot of different emotions. And one day they can be very happy and the next day they can be upset with the world. So how do you um, cook yourself to handle that? I, I got to put my emotions aside, you know, um, that's one thing that I, it's hard to do because, you know, if I see a kid that's like angry and they're attacking me sometimes, I'm like, oh, they like, I feel personally, like I personally attacked, but I know that it's not me that they're angry at there's something else going on that I need, I need to help them work through. So I, I can be a very, very calm person. So when they, you know, when they're yelling at me or just letting their emotions out, you got to stay calm. Like, all right, so I can see you're upset. You got to work. You got to talk the way you talk to the, to the youth. It really helps frame the conversation and where it's, where the outcome can lead to. So if you're coming, if they're yelling at you and you're coming out with more aggression, it can go bad extremely fast. But if you if you know that their youth is in an unstable either unstable household or was is with uh, is dealing with a lot of stuff in in their own personal lives in the streets or whatever, and you're able to bring bring that small p bit of peace to their lives, you got to put your emotions aside and say, "Hey, I'm here for you. How can I help you? How can I help you get through what's going on right now?" And just talk to me. If you need to let it out, let it out. But I understand you're not mad at me. I just want to help you. If you're if you're able to let that availability be there and you, that let your personal emotions aside and let them you know be let them be human let them feel their emotions, man, the relationships and the communication opens up many 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 doors. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, I want to talk about your org. I love the tiger. Tell me about what's going on there. I appreciate it. So, um, so Beast and the Park Push is they're both acronyms. BEAST is an acronym I started when I was 14 years old when I started working with the youth center, uh, the, at the youth center, the youth camp. Um, it stands for be yourself, experience life at its full potential, achieve greatness, shine like no other, and testimony. Uh, I've been using that for a long time. The kids still remember it in their, in their minds now after years and years of it. Um, but they use it. They hold on to that, that, that BEAST mode mindset. That's what I call it, the BEAST mode mindset. And let them know that they have the potential to be great at whatever they strive to do. Uh, we always want to push them to be positive and keep that positive mindset, even though, you know, life can be very difficult at certain points. But as long as they continue to push forward, they can come out of that negative situation into a beautiful, positive outcome. Um, with the acronym PUSH, it's um, Players Uniting and Serving Humbly. Like I said, we're really, really big into uh, community outreach and dig into just giving back to the community in general. So I, with our youth leadership team, our, we put together a group of youth at all different ages 
and we emphasize that we have to do our we have to do our part to give back to our community. Um, we've partnered up with so many different um, schools to do extra life charity streams. We have partnered up with different. Um, uh, we partner with the uh, the local park and recreation group to uh, do a different events in the park. Uh, we are we were working with the police department uh, to do a Mario Kart kind of tournament, uh, but COVID nineteen hit and we had to kind of cancel on unfortunately. So we're working with different people and let people know that we're all in this together. We're all uh, we're all supposed to be a community. So whatever we can unify our community through gaming, we're going to do that. We're going to do every single uh, opportunity out there. Fantastic. Okay, LaQuinn, I want to talk about you a little more personally if we can. Okay. What makes you special? What makes you unique? What skills do you have that have gotten you to this place? Um, I'm a person, I'm a person that I strive to prove people wrong. Um, you know, growing up being the oddball, you know, people kept saying, looked at me differently and looked at me as, yeah, the strange one. So I always push myself to be, to stand out, you know, I wanted to stand out. For example, when I, after I graduated high school or right at my senior year, I told my cop, my, my uh, coach said, Hey, I want to play college basketball. Like, and he looked at me, he's like, you know, it's a, a certain amount of people that can make the college basketball. I was like, I know, but I feel like I had that, I had that potential. He didn't see it. He didn't see it. Um, so that was a challenge for me. How can I prove him wrong? Went off to college, um, and I became part of the basketball team on co in college. My senior year, I graduated Scholar Athlete of the uh, of the Year, and um, was able to really contribute a lot to our basketball team. So I, I love being said, uh, being told that I can't do certain things, or hey, you're not going to be able to do this, or I don't believe you can do certain. I don't believe you can do this. If I hear that, like challenge accepted, let's figure this out and let's get it done. Uh, I'm a go getter. I'm a person that if, if I'm a person that's trying to motivate myself and I'm trying to motivate motivate others, I have to live that same mindset. So that beast that beast mode mindset is constantly running in my mind, saying, "Hey, if you want to be if you want to be the example for the youth coming up behind you, you have to be able to set that example." And I'm doing my best each and every day with streaming, with putting out content on our Facebook page and putting out uh, community events with our youth leadership team and making sure that people understand that I'm not I'm not doing this for a show. I'm actually living this life each and every day, all hours of the day, all hours of the night, making sure that we have a legacy set for our youth for coming up behind us. So, yeah, I'm all about challenges. I'm all about challenges. I love it. I I'm right there with you. When my mother told me I couldn't do something, I'm like, just watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So now today I tell my daughter, my three-year-old, that there's only one bad word and it's can't. Yes. It's the only four-letter word I'm willing not to say in this house. I agree. I got you on that. I agree. Okay. So um, what resources do you turn to? How, how are you discovering and learning what you need to know in order to progress yourself? I am, I'm doing my best to really reach out to um, esports organizations that are already established out there. Um, even, even if they're small ones or big ones, I want to see, I want to learn from the, um, you know, the general managers that who, that run those organizations like, Hey, how did you start? Um, 
how did things work out? What um, things do you want to, what things do you suggest that people would avoid? Even if you're, you know, working, working on a youth program, not a lot of esports organizations are focusing on youth in general. It's hard to find that around here. Um, but when it comes to gaming and, you know, sponsorships and networking and all that, they have that, they have those key components and I've been uh, doing my best to learn from that. Like right now I'm a, um, I'm a elite streamer for J4L. It's just for looks. It's an esports uh, organization that's a, it's big into streaming and content creation. And they also have like an amateur call of duty uh, team. So I'm on their stream team. I'm learning from that, uh, from those co-owners about how they started, uh, what they're looking for when it comes to certain things and uh, what their goals are to expand and what keeps them going. Because there's times out there that every time we, like once when we do like um, an event, we might have a very, very small turnout because just because of different things going on. And sometimes we, we, me and the youth get discouraged. Like, why? Well, hey, so what happened? Like, what, like, what do we think made people not come to today or what, we, you know, stuff like that. And it, it's hard to keep that, that drive going when we some, sometimes we have that small outcome. Uh, but getting that feedback from the ones that are, have been in the, in the game for so long, it's like, you got to keep going, no matter what your numbers look like, even in, you know, in streaming, if you have one viewer watching you or no viewers at all, that, it's discouraging, but you got to keep pushing forward because you never know tomorrow might be even better. The next day could be even better. So you got to continue pushing forward and looking at the bigger picture and the bigger goal. And no matter how long it's going to take you, if you still have that drive to keep pushing forward, something is going to work. Something is going to work. You got to stay driven and passionate about, about it. So, um, but yeah, just learning from them have been keeping me motivated and driven to keep going. Very nice. Okay. So well, Quinn. If you could go back in time, 14 or 12 years, and you could go to your 14 year old self, you put your hand on his back and go, look, little Laquin, this is what's going to happen to you over the next 12 years. But here's the one thing you need to know. What is that thing? Ooh, <laughs> this is some hard questions. Uh, nah, this is a good one. This is because I would say the one thing I would tell my, uh, my, my 14 year old self is to to not give up um because like i said before there was times that you know things became overwhelming you know things became the point where like i don't think i'm 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 set or fit or made for this you know this this uh this journey and it's it can get very very hard um but i i i would tell myself to continue to push forward don't give up you're going to you're going to fall sometimes but you're going to have to get back up you know, you don't have to get back up. So if you continue to not give up on yourself and not beat yourself up about certain things that don't go your way um, and understand that if one thing doesn't work, there's a lot of opportunities out there still. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that I, I pretty, I'm sure my 14 years self would uh, appreciate that. Okay. Kind of on that same note, um, I believe that we learn the most from our failures in life. You know, yes. when we get knocked down, we got to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, figure out what went wrong and then fix it for next time. Yep. So I'd like to ask you, what is something that you have failed at and what did you learn from it? Oh, that's a good question. I would say one thing that I failed on is when we first started the concept of the beast initiative push, um, our people knew who I was, 
well, people didn't know what, yeah, people knew who I, who, you know, who I am and, you know, what I do and what I'm passionate about. But when I put out the brand of the Beast Initiative Push, I don't think I, I don't think I publicized it too much. I don't think I did it. I, I don't think I, I gave it justice the way I should have. Because uh, when we had our first event, nobody showed up. <laughs> it was like it was so quiet in there like it was just me and two of my youth leadership team and maybe my my, you know, my, my mom and my, my sister and her kids it was just i was like a family gathering that was it um so trying to get the community to come to that i'm like what happened like we put it out there i thought we like i just realized facebook isn't all isn't isn't everything so we have to do more than that we have to be able to com like actually communicate more to people about what we do what our mission is not just put out an event and say hey we're doing this come see us because they don't know who we are at the time they didn't know that this was my brand this wasn't this they didn't know that this was people from the community actually doing this they just saw the brand and assumed that it was just another thing that somebody else wanted to do and they didn't they weren't coming they weren't they were just weren't coming to it um and it's so oh, was, all of us. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was like, wow, man. So we just we got all this food, and well, I guess we're taking this home. <laughs> like it, it felt like it was a weird environment. It was a weird time. But just seeing my family, you know, my family come being there, it gave me a flashback to when I was a kid. You know, when my family came together and we, you know, we played video games together, my little cousins and stuff. It was a lot of fun. So you know, we made the best of it. Um, but uh, it, yeah, it wasn't. It was. It didn't. It didn't do us justice. It didn't do. It didn't prove what. It didn't prove to the community why we were here and what we were trying to do. So that was a big fail. Okay. How about on the flip side? What are you working to improve on in yourself today? I'm working on actually being able to network the right way, um, being able to establish a strong team that is. Um, that will be dedicated to forming this into something bigger than it is now. Um, I'm really looking into having confidence in myself when it comes to these events and having confidence into my streams and like the content creation that we're trying to, you know, the content we're trying to push out there to the community and just the, the mission. I want to make sure people understand that we we're making sure that the community understands that we are here for them. We're not, it's not the other way around. We want to be able to serve the community and make sure that they understand that we are bringing people together and being that peaceful tool in our community. And that's, that's definitely what I'm driving for. Wonderful. Okay. Laquin, this has been a fantastic interview. How do people find you? Where do they reach out to you at? So you can find me on um, Facebook. You can find us on beast at beast initiative push. Uh, and there it is. Well, Beast Initiative Push on uh, Facebook. We also have uh, a Twitch. Um, if you find, if you look up on twitch.tv slash true, T-R-U, Beast Mode 31, you'll see me. I'm on there every night, uh, Monday through Friday, um, 9, 8, no, I'm sorry, 9 p.m. to like midnight-ish. Um, and then, yeah, that's, those two are our main focuses right now, mm -hmm. Facebook and our, our Twitch. And Beast Wars had nothing to do with this, right? Say it again. Beast Wars had nothing to do with this, right? Nah, uh, it kind it kind of does. Like, we're trying to how to put it. There's there's so much behind what we do with our youth leadership team 
Um, when we first got established, we had a esports team, we had a uh, youth leadership team, and we also had a IT behind the scenes team. Um, so our esports team was just our youth, kind of you know being able to display their their, uh, their skills and trying to dive deep into uh, what it means to to win. How do you win at? How do you accept losing? <laughs> how do you get through all those kind of things? Um, we also um, went into detail about um, having conversations with parents about gaming because I know there you know there's a lot of kids out there right now, especially right now. They're like inside of the rooms playing games for hours. And, you know, there's some parents that they're not too fond of that. And I, I totally respect it. I totally respect it. Um, but I, I use the game Fortnite to explain to the parents about how, what, what kind of tools they're using when they're playing this game. They have communication skills, their problem solving skills, conflict resolution skills. It's, there's so many different skills that they're using when it comes to trying to survive in Fortnite that a lot Reading of people never realize. Too, you know, exactly. consider those. Exactly. There's so much that goes into these kind of games that the kids are using and parents don't kind of like even, they don't, I won't say they don't know about it, but they don't see it. They don't realize it until it's actually broken down to them. So we're able to have those conversations and it doesn't justify kids playing games for hours and hours and hours, but it puts it in perspective that their kids can actually learn something out of these games like Minecraft and um, there's certain, you know, there's all these different kind of games out there that the kids can actually learn some quality, uh, quality tools and skills out of. Um, and if we're able to open that door to having those conversations with the parents, we're all in, you know, that's what we do. Okay. All right. So do you have any final thoughts to share with us or anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? Um, honestly, I think that might be, that might be everything. I just want to say thank you again for this opportunity. Um, it's rare to be able to, to share what we do, um, and especially outside of our, our hometown. So, uh, but yeah, I just want to thank, thank you again for Absolutely. having us on here. Of course. Well, LaQuinn Thompson, thank you so much. I genuinely appreciate you taking the time to come with me today. Thank you, sir. All right. And on that note, I'm going to remind everybody else, don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur. <laughs>